I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the Welcome. You are locked out of the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, but not owned by Mavs.com. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Thank God you're back. That's all I care about right now. <laughs> Guys, hey, Nick's back. Hey, I know. hey no. Nick listen, is back. Listen, I do not say this word a lot. Y'all need to be nicer to Isaac. <laughs> yeah, y'all. Y'all. Y'all, all y'all, because all right. Isaac Nick in- obviously edits the podcast. We get it. I get it. Okay, I know. <laughs> uh, Bill Simmons on his podcast said that this was the deadest content time of the entire year, and Isaac did two weeks of shows and uh, did more shows than some podcasts do in in a year. <laughs> did eight That's true. eight shows. Some Mavs podcast do in a year. <laughs> I'll take it a step further. Uh, and I try to have some different guests on. I try. It was so. great. You had an NBA player. You had an actual NBA player on, and it was good. That's true. That and Dimes. Yeah. Di- unfortunately, their season got cut short. Yeah. Which, <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to talk. The, the 2K League Finals was yesterday, yeah. and they played a five-game series in one day. That's pretty wild. It, it I didn't literally even realize started like a, happening. It started at 11 in the morning, and it ended at midnight last night, or Saturday Why? night. Why not spread that out? I don't know. It was insane. I remember last year, they did three games, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it was a best of five, so it could have ended like quick. I remember. I, mean, I but thought last year was a best of three, though. It could have. Yeah, I think, yeah, it was best of three. I, remember, I didn't I watch. the next one. I just remember checking Twitter multiple times throughout the day. I'm like, there's no way this is still going on. And then it was at like midnight, so... That's pretty wild. But anyway, yes, Nick is back, and I'm so thrilled that Nick is back. So y'all can all be happy. No, no more tweets about, hey, when's Nick coming back? I, w- I was waiting just like you guys, so he's back. Yep, I went on a, I went on a long road trip. We did a crazy road trip. We went Florida to New York to visit Avery's brother and then to hang out in New York. Uh, I have a great story for New York, so I'll tell that in a minute. Then we went to Ohio to hang out with my family. We were there for a week. Got to relax out in the country. Got to. I went to Bill's Donuts. It was delicious. Hmm. Local. No clue about Bill's Donuts. It's famous, Isaac. Did you get your? Uh, what's that whole like thing in Cincinnati? The nachos or cheese fries or? Come on, Isaac. You you grew up there. What is it? It's, I grew up it, in Kentucky. Skyline. What? It's Skyline Chili. Skyline Chili. That's it. You That's put it, it on your Instagram. All right. For for all of you that have never had Skyline Chili, or for any of you that are overseas and are like, what the heck are you guys talking about? Yes. In Cincinnati, it is a, a thing to put chili on spaghetti. I don't like this as much. I do the Coney's, which is a hot dog with chili and cheese and all that. But the chili is like not as chunky, and it's a little more like watery. And it's really good chili, and I, I really like it. So we do the Coney's. Avery and I always have to go do Coney's. But that's like a Cincinnati thing. And there's places all over the place. Sometimes there are two different places, Skyline and Gold Star, that are right next to each other. And they just sell the same thing. And it's wild. And it's the only place in the world that has that. 
The three way is crazy. It's spaghetti with chili and cheese on it. You're like, why? Why is this a thing? But it's good. Which is better, Skyline Chili or Andy Dalton? At what, Isaac? At what? They're, at what they're supposed to do? Do not bring up the Bengals right now. AJ Green is out for multiple games, and I am, I am Nick, upset because be the, AJ Green ain't changing anything and, with the Bengals. The NFL. Oh, it's going to change my watching experience. <laughs> okay, that's true. The NFL made the Bengals go to play their spring training in, in this place in Dayton because it's the NFL's like hundredth anniversary or something like that. And the field wasn't good enough, and that's why AJ Green got injured. Is because the field wasn't good enough. No, he just didn't want to play with Andy Dalton again. So he's like, "See ya." <laughs> Zach Taylor's not doing it for me. I don't want to play with this mixing guy. He hits me. All right. So in New York, by the way, on the show today, we're going to be continuing the mailbag. We have a podcast. Uh, we're going to continue the mailbag. We'll also talk about the uh, the slowly releasing Mavs schedule. We have a couple of of games already lined up, so we will talk about those. Uh, and right now, like Bill Simmons said, this is the deadest time for content. So mm. if you are a mm. person that listens to this podcast and does not like when we talk about random things like Game of Thrones or when we talk about uh, just our lives or something random like that, if you do not enjoy that, this will not be an enjoyable time for you most likely <laughs> because we're going to continue to do five days a week. I'm back now for the rest of the summer. Isaac's back for the rest of the summer. We're going to do five shows a week for the rest of summer, rest of August. My wife starts starts school in uh, like a week, so her summer's like done. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> um, but we're going to continue to do shows, so there's going to be some random stuff. We'll do more mailbag stuff. We're thinking about doing a anything but Mavs mailbag week where we just mm. do – where we do any questions at all that you guys have that are not Mavs related. So just like any random stuff you guys can think of. So we're thinking about doing that. We're also going to bring back game pods on Fridays. Oh yeah! So yeah, we're gonna do that. We're excited to play that. That's gonna, that. It's definitely gonna be NBA content. That's what we love the most. So we're gonna talk about NBA content. We'll talk about Chelsea. Their season is starting soon. We are newly minted <laughs> Chelsea stands. So uh, yes, Pulisic, let's go. Pulisic, Pulisic. They play. I think so. At some point, we'll hammer down this name. So that's that's first, what, first game this weekend though. That's what we have. We'll also do a what if series. We'll do a week of what ifs. That that will be Mavs related for sure. Uh, and we'll try we try to make those only Mavs because people go back and listen after you know years and stuff like that. So that is what we got going on this summer. Before we do before we move on to that, Isaac. So we got tickets in New York to go see Stephen Colbert in the Late Show. It was awesome. We really enjoyed mm. it. When he comes out. He introduces uh, himself, and then he does a and a right off the bat. And so he does a Q&A, asks random questions. Guy, in the, guy in, the, in the balcony says, hey, where did the Beatles play when they came to this, this um, theater? Because it's the Ed Sullivan Theater. That's where the Beatles came and played the Ed Sullivan Show the first time they were ever on TV in America. It was like a huge deal. It's like one of those monumental things in their career. So he's like, well, you know, the stage has changed so much. There's different columns that were original and things like that. He's like, they probably played right about here. But I don't know for sure. If I have a Beatle on ever, I'll ask him. And, you know, he's played it off like it was a joke, whatever. So they play the intro, and the intro tells you who the guests are going to be that night. And it's like, it's Julian Castro, who's one of the Democratic uh, potential One of the 25. One of the the million (laughs) Democratic nominees um, for president. And then the other one was Tony Hale, who's the guy that just played Forky in Toy Story 4. He's also on Veep. He's also on Arrested Development. 
And so we like him. We're like, oh, that's cool that we get to see those guests. And so we go through the show. They do Julian Castro. He does the monologue and all this stuff. And by the way, if you ever think about going to see Stephen Colbert, do not try to sit in the middle <laughs> because they have the camera with the, uh, the teleprompter on stage with Colbert. So if you're sitting right in front of Colbert, you cannot see his face while he's talking and doing the monologue. It's a very weird thing, but it was cool. We still loved it. So Julian Castro goes. They do all that. And then he says, he comes out and says, so sometimes with these things, there's, uh, you know, things have to be moved around. We record things on different days. Tony Hill cannot be here tonight. And everybody's like upset. We're like, oh, dang, is this the show going to end? And the musical guest wasn't there already. They taped that earlier in the day. And he said, Tony Hill's not going to be here tonight. And he's like, but my next guest, you will absolutely love, and I know it. I know you're going to love it. He is a children's book author. And when I say his name, you will immediately know who it is. Uh, and he hadn't used pronouns. So he hadn't said he or anything like that. Uh, so I was like, maybe it's J.K. Rowling. Like, I couldn't think of, of, of who a children's book author that I would know. I'm like, Dr. Seuss is dead, right? Like, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be it. So I was like trying to think in my head. And then he goes, but I know you will love this person. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul McCartney. And Paul McCartney, oh, no way. Paul McCartney comes walking out and just like as cool as he could possibly be. He did a 50-minute interview with Paul McCartney. I don't think they've even aired it yet. So if you see a Paul McCartney interview with Stephen Colbert, I I was in the audience and it was – it was great. He talked all about the Beatles and all that kind of stuff. He talked about the movie, the Yesterday movie. Yeah. He was like, man, I'm a genius. <laughs> That's what he took away from that movie. So it was really cool. Got to see Paul McCartney. And uh, that guy he asked him, hey, where did you guys play when the Beatles came and played the Ed Sullivan Theater? And he was like, I don't remember. <laughs> it was like 50 years ago. 60 years ago, I guess. Dang. So that was cool awesome. That? that was my great New York moment that I'll never forget. That's actually really cool. It was enjoyable. I I, I would have picked Jimmy Fallon over Colbert, but no, Colbert's oh well. my guy. Colbert's been my guy yeah. since I was a kid. He is your guy. You talk about him. That's you love guy. him. All right, let's take a break already, and uh, when we come back, talk about the schedule coming out, and then we'll do, dive into the mailbag. All right, Isaac. So the Mavericks. Their schedule is slowly releasing out. The Mavericks haven't officially released anything yet, but we do know four preseason games so far. Tuesday, October 8th, they're playing at Oklahoma City. That's actually going to be in Tulsa, which is not where they normally play. That's a different city in Oklahoma. Friday, uh, October 11th, they're going to play home against Milwaukee. Then Monday, October 14th, they'll play against OKC in Dallas. And then Thursday, October the 17th, they will play against the Clippers in Vancouver, Canada. That's cool. Interesting that the Mavs and the Clippers are going to go play in Vancouver. I mean, it's very far away from, from those two teams. Yeah, I've, yeah, it was weird that they're going to play there. You'd think that you know the Grizzlies would play there. but oh. Yeah, Grizzlies or Portland, you know, teams that are like close to that area or something. Yeah, like put Memphis up, you know, put the Grizzlies up there and let them rock some old school Vancouver yes. jerseys and crap. And they're already going to bring those back anyway. Oh my gosh, that looks so amazing. Yeah, they're really cool. I like them. The Mavs looks amazing too. So the Just the preseason ones, the, those are the preseason games we know. And then the regular season, we know the season and the home opener, which is the first time that the season opener has been the home opener in a couple seasons at least. And they're playing uh, October 23rd, that's a Wednesday, against the Wizards. So we're opening the season with an automatic W. 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> don't claim that, Nick. <laughs> I mean, have you seen that now, roster lately? I don't know. Thomas Bryant will be. It Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah let's Thomas, go. Bring him back. Is Dwight Howard still there? No, he's not. And then the uh, second game of the season will be Friday, uh, October twenty fifth at New Orleans. That's going to be on ESPN. Luca versus Zion. That's going to be. That's going to be a fun. Yeah, that's, game. I'm that's very. That's my birthday too. I'm hyped. For is that. it? Yeah, it is. We'll have to do a podcast on that day. <laughs> on a Friday night. Luca versus Zion. So excited for that game. So those are the games that we know so far. Uh, and that's basically because other teams have been releasing their schedules. <laughs> we've gotten to, we've gotten to see in peace from what other teams have, have picked up. So uh, the season opening. And the Mavs are not, are not playing on Christmas Day. Or in China. That, yes, that is, that is definitely true. <laughs> is there going to be a Vancouver hangover this year? Is that what? <laughs> Remember when we were getting tweets in, like, January? Hey, guys, so is it, like, the China hangover, is that playing into? No. The Mavs would lose, like, three games in a row, and they'd be like, you know, I really think that, you know, and it wouldn't be the only reason, but people would name it with a list of things. Like, okay, so DeAndre Jordan's dealing with this. Dennis is still getting his role in the China hangover. It was, like, one of those, like, always the third thing. Lucas looked a little sluggish in the skills competition. There you go. That's the schedule. That's what we know so far. Um, all right, let's um, let's move on to the mailbag. We had a bunch of questions from last week that uh, we didn't that Isaac didn't get to. He tried to get to as many as possible, but you know, he's just one person, so he can't get to all of them. So, <laughs> Isaac, let's uh, let's get to the mailbag. All right, so we had all these questions submitted in over the over the past week, and I could only get to a handful of them over a couple pods. So I said on the pod, I'm going to save a few of them for Nick. And then I'm actually going to throw a couple of the questions that I did answer to see Nick's uh, perspective on some of the questions. Cause some of them I, I thought were really cool and thought out too. Uh, first some of your one answers. No, some of the questions shut up, Nick. So aren't you glad I'm back? <laughs> I am very glad you're back. Okay, I like this question. I did not answer this last week, and uh, I'm intrigued with your answer. Who will be the Dark Horse Mavs player that all fans will surprisingly fall in love with by the end of the season? Ooh, the surprise one. Yeah, I like this one. There's the obvious Luka and Porzingis. I mean, I think everyone's just going to love Porzingis by the end of the year. Oh, they're going to love him in two weeks. And everybody's going to love Boban, so no no. Yeah, that's not a surprise either. Yeah. Is Seth Curry a surprise one? Because he's just going to be an automatic three, and that that's just going to be so valuable on this team. And he was already a fan favorite. He's just a fan favorite as a player in general. Just people like him, his you know his brother. I remember seeing him in summer league in 2016 or 15 before he really had, had come on. Before he was with the Mavs, and. Kids are just following him around, getting his autograph. He was like a G League player at this point, and kids are just following around, following him around, getting his autograph. I mean, he just has that kind of appeal, and uh, mostly because of his brother. <laughs> um, he he's definitely one, but he's already been a Maverick, and he was already beloved on the Mavericks. So I don't know if that really counts. Brokoff, the accountant, if he gets a bigger role this year, that's true. Delon Wright could be. Yeah. I, I could see Delon Wright as a guy that you know people. will would like maybe Dwight Powell takes another step and finally goes from like the complete, you know how, what, what the, uh, the phrase for goat used to be the opposite of like greatest of all time. It was like 
people would say you're the goat, like you're terrible or yeah. like the, uh, the, the Bill Buckner thing. Like he was the goat. They goaded him. Um, Dwight Powell was that we talked about him as that on this podcast a lot. And he's, what if he's just completely flipped the other way and become a fan favorite now? I mean, that, that would be something that'd be quite the transformation for one player and one fan base. I know it would be, yeah, this question is kind of hard because there wasn't a lot of turnover on the roster. And because even a guy like Jalen Brunson, Finney Smith, Maxie, people love those guys already. So, and even Dwight Powell to an extent, but Dwight Powell was disliked more of those other guys, more than those other guys because of his contract. And so, yeah, he he could keep on going down this path that he's headed down. I think. I lean towards the Seth Curry thing like you do there. I think, I mean, halfway through the season, people are going to even that. I think if he comes out and is shooting at a 40% clip at, you know, he's playing minutes with Luca, you know, in that second unit, he's getting yeah. a lot of run with Luca and them. And especially if he can crack the end of game lineup, if that end of game Porzingis at the five lineup, if he could be on the wing whether it's with DeLon Wright or whoever it is, and he's hitting down big shots in the clutch, I think he could fill that role for sure, and people are going to absolutely love him. Yeah, imagine him and Brunson as the two guards off the bench. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so this is this is next question that plays off of that. Luka was really good with the second unit last year. How much will we see him with the second unit this year? It's an interesting question because just thinking about Luka – any unit he's in doesn't feel like a second unit, right? I mean, it automatically it just feels like it's a starting unit because of, of him. And so you're talking about, okay, if he's not playing with, I guess, are you saying Luca lineups without Porzingis pretty much at that point? For the like most part, second yeah. Unit, yeah. I don't know because you, you don't have a ton of creators on this team. Uh, and you have Seth Curry coming off the bench. He's a little bit of a creator. You have Jalen Brunson, obviously, but Jalen Brunson and Luca played pretty well together last year. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think we'll we'll see him play a ton. But then Porzingis is gonna he's gonna play less minutes, so you're gonna have to have somebody. <laughs> yeah, I actually think we'll we'll get it a, a little bit, a decent amount, because yeah, the whole play, uh, yeah, the whole creator part is a is a big thing. Because if you go back to last year, that's one of the biggest things we we're throwing out, throwing out about JJ Barea and how good of a season he had. Because when Luke was off the court, JJ had to be on the court. So uh, you pretty much just had those two guys. And so now you have Brunson and DeLon Wright can run it. But yeah, so like DeLon Wright needs to be play that role too as this other creator. But but they're not, they're, they might not play DeLon Wright and Brunson together. True. So I do think I do think Luca is going to stick in there at that second unit and play with those guys because – I think you definitely want Seth Curry logging a good amount of minutes with Luca because Luca is going to create him open looks yeah. and running. You know, even if it's you know you have Maxi out there, let's say you have Dwight Powell playing some like Luca running that second unit and feasting on other teams' second units. I think you're going to want that. So it's interesting. I don't think it's as much as he did last year, but I don't think it's going to completely go away either. If and that... from all Carlisle's comments this summer about Luca getting, you know, in the best shape of his life, that's kind of the, the, the catchphrase right now. Uh, he's going to play more minutes than last year. And so it's probably going to go up last year. I think he played 32 minutes. So it'd probably go up 33, 34. 
couple more minutes, I mean, that has to go somewhere. And so uh, maybe with the second unit and with JJ out, they're definitely going to need that. So interesting, interesting thought. Um, why didn't the Mavs do anything with their two-way contracts last year, but but now are declaring bankruptcy? Question mark. Uh, seems I like declare a, bankruptcy. Seems like another underutilized asset. I don't get the declared bankruptcy thing. What are you trying? To, I don't either. And I think, yeah, I don't. Well, I think there's they're declaring bankruptcy and you spent cleaning, this the cleaning whole, house with the with the two. Yeah, guys. it's like yeah, you spent the whole year on making and Costas, and now you're like, see, ya, you know, we're out. Like it didn't mean anything, pretty much. And now you're bringing in two new guys. So, uh, okay. So this one, I, I don't. They just weren't able to be uh, to, to make and coast us any good. <laughs> you need to take another road. Trip. We back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Costas uh, wasn't able to play more than 15 minutes with the summer league. So, I mean, I don't think we have to defend that. And anything about Giannis, it doesn't doesn't really that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and I don't I don't think you know the first question is why didn't the Mavs do anything with their two ways last year? Different teams take different approaches to these two way contracts. Yeah. You know, a lot of these two way guys don't play a ton, so you know the Mavs approach was, hey, we're gonna take these two guys and we're gonna hold on to these two guys and develop them, and they never reached such a dire point on their roster that they had to play these guys all the time. Uh, do I think the Mavs could have played them a little bit more, especially down the stretch when you know they were not winning games? Could Costas got in there and got some run for sure? And I wish I could have seen him more, you know, play more towards the end of the season. But yeah, I, I don't think it's just a why didn't they do anything with that? I don't think that that is the correct question to ask because they did do something with it. It's not like they didn't fill it. You know, they have coast, they had coasts and Macon. They just chose not to swap them out. And some teams, like the Mavericks two years ago, chose to swap them out multiple times. And I guess if that's your destiny, you know, your definition of doing something with your two way guys, maybe I get it. But if your question is, why didn't they do anything with their two way contracts now? It's just they're just not good enough. I mean, if we're just being flat on, like Costas just wasn't good enough. To, yeah, you, and, you, you get to that point with your two-way guys like Motley last year where you're like, okay, we want to try and, and play. And Motley showed enough in the G League, and he was really, really good in the G League. I mean, he, he was really good. He was like first-team all G League. He was you know, killing it. He was in the All-Star game. And so the Mavericks brought him up at the end of the season, and they, they tried him out. They tried him for some games, and he had some flashes, but he just didn't – he just wasn't going to be able to to be much in the NBA. Um and so they moved, they decided to move on from him. They decided to, to try two more guys. And so they got to see an entire year of those guys. And I, I think the Mavericks at the end of last year, they were kind of the, the team that they were going to be and bringing those guys up. I don't know. It would, it wouldn't have done anything for their team. And I don't know if they think it would have done anything for them either. And so then they, they brought him back. They were in summer league and then they gave him a shot. And I think that just the two guys they got are better than the two guys that they, they just, got rid of or, or let go. I think Josh Reeves proved a ton in summer league. I think Antonius Cleveland, they really liked him. They paid for his, you know, his rehab when he wasn't even on the team, they let him go and they still, you know, paid for that, which was cool. And, uh, they wanted to keep him, but they just weren't able to because of roster spots two years ago. And then, uh, he, he showed a lot in summer league too. And there, those are two players in, in positions that the Mavericks are going to need. They're going to get a JJ Barea back. They're, they have Jalen Brunson. They have DeLon Wright. They have Luka. They have 
guards that like Macon already. They have Seth Curry too. I mean, they have five potential point guards on this team, and you don't have the a lot of the Josh Reeves types. You don't have Antonio's Cleveland. You don't have a lot of those. You have, you know, Jackson and, and Dorian Finney-Smith, and you got a bunch of guys that you hope can can hit. Um, but you get a couple more sh- shots at it with those two guys. Yeah, is you said it. I think you said it perfect with the position stuff of Macon and Costas were at positions that you don't really need on this roster, and so you take your two A guys and you fill it with two guys that plays you know multiple positions on the defensive end that give you a ton of energy, and that you know in some scenarios that they're actually getting minutes in the rotation because that's the type of guys you need in the league today. So yeah, enough about two A guys. There you go. All right, let's take another break, and when we come back. Let's discuss um, the rest of these mailbag questions. So right, our next Isaac. question. Oh, I got to do the all right, Isaac. People, people love the all right, Isaac. They get upset oh, oh, if there's not an all right, Isaac. So and all right, they ready? love the They love the intro too. And welcome. They don't they like the that. what up, what up. People do not like what up, what up. I decided to just do whatever I do my own thing instead of trying to, I can't copy Nick's thing, but sure you can. All right, Isaac, hit me with another question. Next question. When will Nick be back? All right, just kidding. <laughs> I did get that one submitted. It's a great question. Excellent question. I am back now. All right, so I had, I had a I lot of... I was actually of, back on Friday, but we don't record on Fridays, so... That's true. I actually had a lot of questions on the third player of this Mavs team. I had different variations, mm. and I answered a couple of them uh, the other day. But this one... Uh, I left for us and it, we can kind of just talk about it in general because uh, the question the other day is like, who do we need to be that guy? Blah, blah, blah. Who will be that guy and all this. But this question is just really simple. Who has the third highest scoring average on this team by the end of the year? Convince me. It's not going to be Seth Curry. Yeah, I know. That's, <laughs> that's where I lean starter or not. So like that's, I think it's, I think the real question is, what does that say about the team if Seth Curry is your third? <laughs> I mean, and it's not a shot at Seth. It's just how the the team is constructed. So that's, but I, yeah, that's exactly how I lean to to is Seth Curry. The the way that this will run is, what kind of season are we going to get from Tim Hardaway Jr.? Are we mm-hmm. going to get the season before he got that big contract where he's creating he's hitting a three at a decent clip like he's he's hitting at least 34 percent you know he's, he's at least hitting decently he's not you know uh shooting like 28 29 percent or something like that 30 percent we're getting that he's be able to create off the bench he's able to you know kind of do his own thing and he buys into the system maybe he maybe he plays some with luca maybe he's this maybe he's one of the the starters maybe you know rick carlisle just sees something in him and puts him in the starting lineup i know a bunch of people groaned but they put him in there, and he's the athletic guy that can finish, that can run with Luca. If Porzingis gets a block, Luca grabs it. Tim Hardaway Jr. is already up down the floor, and the, and Luca can just toss a you know a perfect pocket pass to him and, and get it to him. Maybe he fulfills that role. Maybe he's the the finisher in that way. Uh, maybe he shoots better on catch and shoot shots than he has his entire career. <laughs> maybe maybe we get to see that. Tim Hardaway Jr. could swing this for sure, but I honestly do think Seth Curry. I mean, he's going to have a decently big role. Could you convince me that it's Jalen Brunson? I don't think it's Jalen Brunson. The third highest I, scorer on the team? Yeah, I don't think it's that. Um, I Yeah, I, it's not. 
I think at some point we got to see how JJ factors into this bench unit and how does JJ Brunson and Seth split minutes in that second unit. Um, I think I would lean Dwight Powell more than Jalen Brunson uh, just because I think Powell's going to get a decent amount of minutes and, and, and all that. So I'm glad you brought up. Okay. So I'm glad you brought up Tim Hardaway because I just want to say this. If I had to pick an X factor, for this team like complete x factor Mm. it would be tim hardaway jr and because if he hits we've talked about this before if he hits and develops into something or probably not developed because he's been in the league for a while but (laughs) if he's more efficient in what he does and i mean just looking at some of his stats i mean the highest percentage from three ever shot was 35 percent, and that was in 2016-17 since then he shot um well, yeah, 31% and then 34% uh, last year. Well, he shot 36% his rookie season. But how Tim Hardaway is... Not really the, blowing me away. <laughs> I know. How Tim Hardaway... Because I feel like a lot of Mavs fans, like us, we've kind of like we kind of forget about him at times where we talk about DeLon Wright and Seth yeah. Curry and Justin Jackson and Dorian and Max, like all these different guys and how they fit. When Tim Hardaway, for the most part, will probably step in. I think Tim Cato said on this podcast that he thinks that that will be the fifth starter on day one. Yeah. Or it might have been Doyle. He's like, and honestly, that's where I lean at the moment too. I think that they'll start him with DeLon Wright alongside Luca uh, on night one. But how Tim, if Tim Hardaway is, is just average good and good with the shot selection and efficient at shooting it will be huge for this team because he's the one guy and he happens to be the second highest paid player on the team but he's the one guy that is you're kind of like what are you going to get because I feel like I know what I'm going to get about Seth Curry like Seth Seth is going to shoot the lights out but you know I feel like you got a pretty good grasp on what these guys are going to give you from Justin Jackson or I mean he, that can fluctuate a little bit but like Dwight Powell I feel like we know what Dwight's going to give us yeah, you're getting or, 10 to 12 points a game yeah like Jalen Brunson yes I think there's a little bit of mystery on how good DeLon Wright could be uh maybe some Justin Jack but like Tim Hardaway is the guy to where he can be very 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 bad <laughs> but what what if like he doesn't shoot the stupid shots and he makes them like smart shots, but he, he makes them at a higher clip. Like what if Tim Hardaway comes out this year and shoots at like a 39, 40% clip from three and like that, that's the X factor to me. He's never, he's, he's never played this long with, you know, two guys like Luca and Porzingis. I mean, that, that could be really big for him. He's career. He's played for the Knicks for, Let's see, almost four years, and the Hawks for, for two years. One of those years was a good year where they had, uh, I think that was the 60-win team. Um, and then he played, no, it was it was a 48-win team, but still a good team. And then the year after that was when everything bottomed out. Um, I guess there were 43 wins, but they still didn't have, they weren't as good of a team as before. So he played for two decent Hawks teams and then four terrible Knicks teams. Yeah. So, like, really, I mean, really, that could that could be your third highest in the score, right? I mean, even in the yeah. games, he came over in the Porzingis trade and, you know, he averaged 15, 15 and a half points with Dallas last year since he came over. So, and that's might that it might only take 15 points a game to be the third highest because there's not a lot of other yeah. guys that are going to light it up. And Porzingis and Luca are going to score like 25 each probably this year. Yeah. I mean, you definitely project them over 20 a game. And then after that, you know, you're probably looking at your Dwight Powell at 10 to 12. You're looking at 
Seth yeah, Curry Tim 10 Hardaway. to 12. Yeah, Seth Curry 10 to 12. You know, Tim Hardaway. You know, where – so, like, yeah, that's – I just want – at some point we'll talk more. We'll do, like, player previews pods, but Tim yeah. Hardaway is my X factor for this season, how good he can be. This We might have to do this, save this for our player preview, but – would you rather, or maybe oh, no. a game pod, would you rather have Tim Hardaway Jr. averaging eight points a game or 18 points a game? Because there are implications on both sides. <laughs> right? Oh, man. If Tim Hardaway Jr. is scoring 18 points a game for your team. It's like Devin Booker. No, stop. And the sun suck. No, but, stop. But Devin Booker is good. <laughs> no, yeah, he's good. Um, and no, it goes back to kind of our like Yogi Ferrell thing of like, Yogi's getting like 30 minutes a game right now. So he's <laughs> like, well, why is he getting 30 minutes a game? But if, if, if Tim Hardaway Jr. is scoring 18 points a game, the last time he scored 18 points a game was for New York. He was taking uh, 15 shots a game, right? That That's what that means for your team. No, I'm going to take the eight points a game. <laughs> I, there's, I, I mean, surely Tim Hardaway can't be taking 15 shots a game with. Luka if he's coming off the bench, he can. If he's in the Lou Williams role, the he can. They would bring Tim Hardaway, Seth Curry, Brunson, and JJ off the bench. Heck yeah! This is Rick Carlisle's dream, Isaac Harris. Small I don't know for what Timmy. you don't understand about this. <laughs> That's going to be the question people tweet us about. Tweet us okay. at Nick Van Exit, at Isaac oh, L. Harris, at Locked on Mavs. Would you rather have Tim Hardaway Jr. averaging eight points a game or 18 points a game? You can read all between the lines. Read all those lines. Read right between the one and the eight. Read so the eight is two circles on top of each other. Just read right between those circles <laughs> and the eight. Read right between them. Okay, so we got how much more we time have, we have? One not more? much. Give me one more quick question. Okay, this plays kind of off the Tim Hardaway starter type thing. This is a question that I answered last week, but I want to hear, and I, yeah, it might make you a little depressed. But what our third best player? I just got back from vacation, Isaac. <laughs> would our third best player be a starter on a contending team? I, that's too deep of a question. For, that is not a quick question. Because then you have to decide who the third best player is, and it's just so many different players. I mean, okay, so well, I kind of walk, I kind of walked down this path a little bit, and I real, realistically landed on just the Lakers. Like, so I did just what can, what does contending team mean? Yeah, yeah. And so I did basically like the six teams highest odds. And you're to not win talking about like the Raptors in the East, right? No, no, no. I, yeah, I'm, I was talking more like Philly and Boston. Milwaukee in the East, and then like four teams in the West, like the LA teams. I forgot who exactly I put in there, but pretty much I just landed on the Lakers as the only team that I feel like I feel like Dwight Powell and or Seth Curry would have a decent shot at starting for the Lakers. I don't think Dwight's starting over Boogie. Seriously, yeah. At least Dwight Powell can run. Demarcus Cousins can do so many things. I don't want him in the Mavs. I'm going to continue to say that point, but he can pass and he can shoot really well. I can't wait to hear you talk about the Lakers this year. Oh I'm gosh. so ready. I'm just so nervous. I'm so, so ready. Many, there's so many little feelings. When they start off and they're like, I don't know. Three like and 15. Tw- no, then they start <laughs> off and they're like 18 and 5. And you're like, I mean, title. 
I mean, can we I mean, have is is it possible to have co MVPs from the same team? Is it possible? <laughs> oh, LeBron. These are the first two players to ever average thirty points a game on the same team. No, that's Houston. that's Houston. <laughs> Okay, so I also saw this uh, thrown out there on Twitter of who gets booed the most this season. DeAndre. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it was all these players that have switched teams. So I had like Paul George, Kawhi. I'm like, I don't think Kawhi gets booed in Toronto. He shouldn't no, at all. Definitely not. Uh, I don't think. Maybe I'm, some idiots, Paul, but. I don't think Paul George was like invested enough and in like into OKC. I mean, I guess he Well, will. they blew it all up. So it's kind of like. Yeah, yeah. And they had Russell Westbrook on there. I'm like, he's not getting booed. No, definitely not. Uh, so, honestly, and I've seen Porzingis on this. About yeah, him he'll get booed for sure. I don't think it's going to be that bad, though. Like Isaac, just just peruse Nick's Reddit for like five minutes. What do they expect? They need to boo their franchise. Like, I feel like they're at least smart enough to know that their franchise <laughs> is a train wreck. This <laughs> is the most irrational fan base. Anyway, besides the, the Lakers, the, okay, who gets booed more, Porzingis or AD? Are we sure there are Pelicans fans? <laughs> Porzingis, sure Porzingis. Ha- the Knicks fans are Dalton does not count. <laughs> <laughs> Just lives there. <laughs> um, but Porzingis, booed, Porzingis definitely gets booed more. Oh come on, no Knicks, way! No, no, we're talking about Knicks fans. Oh, okay, because yeah. it's that's totally different. If you're like, if Porzingis, was, so they're mad because he like requested a trade. Like if Porzingis used to be a pacer and he did the same thing, it just it, I would probably say AD. But so they're mad that he requested a trade. They 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 put the snake emoji next to his name every single time, and they they call him snake, and they they have just these names for him. They hate. Oh, I can't him wait for them. him to torch them in November. I mean, yeah, they're talking about when's when's the thirty point triple double coming. <laughs> they, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not even gonna. They need to figure out like Knicks fans need to figure out their rotation. They need to buy their Todd Gibson jerseys before they're <laughs> figuring out Porzingis and how much they're gonna hate on Porzingis. <laughs> oh man. Okay, answer here's, this. Here's a here's an actual post on on Knicks Reddit. What will it take for Julius Randle to be considered a better fit than Porzingis would have been? <laughs> wow, a fit for what? Okay, we got um, we got it. We got to end this. We got to end. Okay, the okay, okay. What? Why do you they, always do the one more thing? Isaac, would they? Isaac's would they boo? New catchphrase. One more thing. <laughs> would they boo Porzingis if they landed KD and Kyrie? Yes. Okay. Just because it's something to do, because it's something to do with the intros. Okay. Are we in agreement though that Kyrie gets booed more than all of them? <laughs> if Bill Simmons' dad is there, <laughs> that's a, that's a lock though. He gets booed more than AD and, and KP though. More than AD, the KP one. I'm I'm holding on that. I just think that man. at least they got something back for him. I know. Kyrie went in there promising things, wrecked their whole team and their whole chemistry, and then left for nothing. So he is—he's getting booed more he than anybody. He definitely did a worse thing, but I just—I think that Knicks fans are just crazy. Knicks fans, get out of here! All right, all right, I'm crazy. Done. I'm done. Uh, Nick, we have to go. Okay, all right, we gotta go, guys. Time, we're back, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom.